again you're listening to 90 days on fire podcast i'm drama from 90 days of drama we're going to recap season two episode 16 of the other wake the consequences of truth enjoy i've got erica schmerica here from the official erica schmerica instagram how you doing today Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for guest hosting with me. I'm excited um, to have you here. And I know we've got a lot to cover from last night's episode. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, the whole episode with Binyam and Ariel not being prepared to go into delivery and being in that situation, you know, having a baby myself, I mean, I planned it all and everything. So I'm, I'm a planner. I have to know what I'm doing and, and what's going to happen, you know? So I know you have a baby yourself. Did you deliver, oh. did you deliver naturally or is the cesarean section? I delivered naturally. I can't even imagine if somebody had to have like a emergency C-section. I mean, that's stressful enough, but I was just waiting this entire season for her like Oprah aha moment with this whole like I'm having a baby in Ethiopia with a guy I don't know (laughs) and I feel like it all just culminated right at that emergency c-section like her whole face she was just like well I need a minute and it was it was quite a moment it was the moment I was really looking for there Uh, was (laughs) same here I mean she was super surprised so was Binyam and I mean the fact that he was like I just don't want the baby to die (laughs) Right. Like, like don't don't try and uh, make it any more stressful or anything. No, no worries. <laughs> and she was kind of like, well, thank you for that. That you just made me feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, people that speak another language in a foreign land coming at you with a giant needle telling you to hold still, about to cut you open for some major abdominal surgery, and then your boyfriend, baby daddy, whatever, is <laughs> just like, hope you don't die. I don't know. I'd be a little nervous. I'd probably make the same face she did. I'm not going to lie. From the, you know, outfit that she was wearing to the wheelchair that they were rolling her into. And then the scene where they showed the chair and all the tools that they were going to use to cut her open. I, I, get, I got chills just looking at that. Yeah, totally. No, it was, I mean, having a baby is scary, but that was, that was really scary. I would probably not make it my number one though. Like I think probably Emily's birth scared me to my core. Um, I believe that was the one where Sasha was in the launch. Oh, yeah. Oh, or um, what's the other girl? Uh, Karini, uh, no, Karini. Sorry. It was the I other girl. Was, from, she was rough, too. <laughs> what's her name? Why am I forgetting her Olga? name? Olga. Olga. Olga and Steven. Yeah, which they're broken up. Have you heard about that? I did. I did. Um. And it's funny because I think people feel kind of bad because they forgot how much they hated him when their season was on. <laughs> people really hated him. And now they there's did. like so many other people to hate so much. So that like, I think I they've moved on. I hated him too. I hated him during the whole episode where she was giving birth too. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I didn't think that they were going to last. Um, for some reason, I just knew that they were going to separate, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they just seemed like, I guess they seemed when they did the little, um, 
when they had the kind of like recap show for them, they, they seemed like they were getting along well when she first got the U.S. and everything. So it was like, all right, maybe they're okay. Maybe it was just for TV. Who knows? Right. But yeah, remember she had that baby and he was like, you're not paying enough attention to me, Olga. And everybody was like, oh. Like, oh, she just got sliced open too, right? She didn't, she didn't do, do a natural birth either. I'm pretty sure she did get sliced open. I know yeah. Emily did too. And they have like some hostile looking tools oh, for Emily. God. I know. I remember going on um, vacation. I think it was on my honeymoon where my husband got extremely sick from maybe it was the water that he drank or the ice that, you know, in the liquor. But um, he had to go to one of the doctors that were on site in the resort. And um, this was in like St. Lucia. So they said that, oh, we're going to have to give you um, a shot. And I looked at this needle and it was rusted. And he and I kind of looked at each other. We're like, what's the second option? Doctor's like, you got to take this horse pill. And he's like, I'll take the horse pill. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, well, rusty needle give me tetanus and whatever. But uh, (laughs) I'll just have this horse pill and maybe I'll just sleep it off. (laughs) It was horrible. But (laughs) man, that sounds awful super off the topic. <laughs> um, you know what? Ethiopian folklore, you might call it, or whatever the case is, a lot of people are reacting towards what Binyam said about his cultural beliefs in cesarean section versus natural birth. Um, if you feel the pain, you love your baby more. Like, I don't know where he came up with that. That's like the stupidest thing I ever heard. Also, he never pushed a baby out. Right. So does that mean that that men just don't love their baby period because they don't carry them or push them out or get sliced open? I don't know, Binyam. Let's ask you that because (laughs) really he's going to probably take a lot of heat for that comment. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think each person is just different. And I think there's a lot of moms who struggle to have like a connection right away because essentially you are meeting a stranger. So I don't think, I think either way, you know, a lot of the, look at these people are delivering during COVID. Like they're not, some of them weren't allowed to see their babies for a few days if they're in the NICU. And that's true. Yeah. I had a friend that um, delivered her baby um, two, three months ago. And yeah, she went through the whole COVID ordeal, but yeah, a lot of people are saying it doesn't matter how you have your baby. I know my sister's had cesarean sections, five cesarean sections, and she loves all her kids just as much. I'm like, can you even have five cesarean C-sections? I, I have no idea. I mean, I know once you have one, the next one, they kind of recommend it. I know some women like want to try and give it, the, give it the old college try naturally <laughs> afterwards, but then they end up a lot of times having a C-section again because they're afraid that, you know, depending how long it's been, if it gets hair. Right. But I think, um, I don't know. I mean, they definitely said that there was the third one for the day. So people in Ethiopia definitely have C-sections. I'm sure they all love their babies. Like, whatever, if that's cultural, I think it's better to have a nice, healthy baby that had, um, you know, the baby had low amniotic fluid. Like, do you want to really chance that? I think you'll have uh, plenty of years in your life, God willing, to uh, get to know each other and fall yeah. in love. It was, I think it's a cultural thing, only because the technicians... She asked the technician, hey, are C-sections common here? And he says, no, you know, they're not really common. So a lot of Ethiopian women just probably opt for natural birth, as, as do most women do, you know, what most women want to, want to have. That some women don't have a choice. Yeah. 
No. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to do whatever is best for your life and the baby's life at the moment. And if it's dangerous, you know, then you got to go the path yeah. of least resistance. I mean, they had to knock her ass out anyway. She was like, yeah, <laughs> I know. She horrible. Was, there was a time when I'm like, stop crying. Just let them do their job. I mean, she just freaked out. So the lady's like spinal anesthesia versus general anesthesia. And I'm like, general anesthesia how do they even apply general anesthesia to i got the epidural yeah me too so i'm like i went to the hospital with like a bullseye on my back and i'm like i don't want to feel anything just give me (laughs) give me the shot yeah i mean i definitely walked in like 100 percent ready to go and they said to me you know they're like um oh we'll just give you an exam because i walked in walked through the parking lot nobody dropped me off (laughs) walked right in i was talking and then they like looked at me they're like oh my god we need to get you in a delivery room now you're gonna have a baby like now and i'm like can i have an epidural you think like (laughs) like how are you still talking i don't know oh man but yeah so i lucked out that i didn't have to like spend three days there and i think Mm. actually in the long run thank god now that everything's okay with them she probably locked out because some people are in the hospital for yeah. 36 hours in labor. And I would think that like hearing you had to yeah. get it done and over with right away, that's probably kind of in a way, a better way to go as long as everything's okay. Yeah. Obviously, I'm worried. Exactly. I, I completely agree with you. I'm just reliving my moment of going to the hospital and everything, but power to the women who in labor for 36 plus hours and minus the epidural and going through all that pain I mean that's that's strong I mean that's like strength that you just you can't buy you can't work with you you can't work on it's just an inner core strength and like god forbid you go through 36 hours and they hand you the baby and you're like you know what I just need a minute I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay here I was kind of like that there they're like the woman still was like doing some kind of procedure down there and they hand me the baby and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna maybe clean them up I'm gonna be right here and we have a lifetime to get to know each other <laughs> like oh god here we go but we're great now we, we're I love him to death now everyone is seeing Binion's going shopping with his uh, is that his sister or his cousin or something like that they were going shopping for baby um baby baths baby beds and they're like you're just preparing for the baby now i mean you had like eight months to do so and you're just getting a bed for the baby i mean they didn't even have a toilet for themselves so <laughs> maybe we should have started true. there but yeah you would have thought maybe a little boppy pillow or some some kind of jump start she should have thrown that in the old suitcase our positive <laughs> gangster were supposed to tow all this baby stuff towards to ethiopia i mean what an amazing mom ari has you know like yeah because yeah, mine would mine would have just brought me home Mine would have been like, no, you're not, you're not doing this. This is a terrible idea. And she seems a lot nicer. Same. Mine would have been the same way. Like what the, you know, you're not, you're not giving birth in Ethiopia. You're getting your butt back here. But so it's almost like, you know, she wants to be, she wants to give Binyam the, Binyam the opportunity to be a father and to be there for the baby. And, but in the back of her mind, she knows that she's better off in the States. Do you think they're going to last? Um, I don't really think so. Um, 
he seems very nice. Not, not that he's not genuine or nice. And actually, like, of course, watching the, you know, all these episodes, I was like sitting there Googling like apartments in Ethiopia myself to just see. I was like, what's out there? I want to know. So I did a little uh, deep dive into Ooh. like the real estate market of Ethiopia. And there are some really nice, like 1800 a month for like a two bedroom. Very nice. Like you could be anywhere in the States apartment. And then there was like, you know, the joints like they were living in with the, um, with the hostel bathroom. So I guess wide range, but I mean, I'm sure you could, you could live up nicely there also, but it seems like, you know, like the car being so expensive and all that stuff, like, you know, on his, um, booty shaking salary, mm. I don't know how they're gonna, when they're gonna cut it. <laughs> and I think she's just gonna be like, kind of over it, you know, a lot and of she's people- I made a meme of an appreciation post for Binyam. Did you see that one? I said, he's got, he's a jack of all trades. You know, he's a, he's a DJ. He's a mixed martial arts instructor. He's um, a dancer. He's, you know, he does laundry, laundry by hand. And everybody was saying, um, those are hobbies. <laughs> Wait, laundry is a hobby? I have no idea. By hand. <laughs> right in like a tub like rose with the like little tide packets in the tub like, exactly. come on. that is not a hobby <laughs> what's interesting is that uh, people were saying the reason why Ari and Binyam didn't have things ready for the baby is because in Jewish culture it's common for the parents not to buy anything for the baby until the baby is born something about superstition so that's all I'm right like, okay well I, I guess can, I- I can take that because I'm Jewish. So right. it is, in fact, give us an insight. Okay, okay, go yes. <laughs> right here. I'm right here with that, and I can also move on to the bris scenario as well. So because I was seeing a lot of people post online, I was gonna like weigh in, and then I'm like, do I need to talk to a lot of people online about this baby's like foreskin? I don't know. It got a little weird mentally for me. <laughs> I was like, I sit this one out. Like I'm gonna <laughs> argue with strangers about this bris, yeah. but I will weigh in saying having been through this with my own son is that um yes it is if you're very religious if you're very religious depending on how you feel about it and the degree of your judaism um and super you know how superstitious you are it is like kind of god forbid something happened to the baby and then you have a ton of stuff in your house it's kind of like you don't want to like jinx anything Mm -hmm. so they a lot of times you know more modern um like more in modern Judaism, I guess, a lot of people have baby things sent to like a f- close friend or family member's house. And then when the baby comes home from the hospital, they grab it and they bring it there. Or like I even had friends who would have it in the trunk of their car, but they wouldn't put the room together. But I don't think there's anybody that wouldn't have like a bassinet on standby. Um, it's not like we're going to go over to the dirt market and grab it. Like um. <laughs> Like, I don't know, granted, she had, the, she had the C-section, she wasn't expecting it, but she was 39 weeks. I she mean, was 30, yeah, exactly. She was, somebody, she was there. Yeah, like, somebody said, like, oh, she God. was 31 weeks. I'm like, no, 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 39. So hopefully, positive gangster comes to the rescue and, and blesses her with everything she needs. But I also was thinking, too, that the, um, that, like, I'm pretty sure Binyam said he had many nieces and nephews so you mm. would have thought that the whole clan would have had like many hand-me-downs ready to go so a casserole i don't know you would have thought there would have been a meal train something so i hope that there's something going on for them because 
I don't know, aren't that they're their support system. She doesn't have anybody, so that's all they have. I hope they do last. I like Binium. I think he's such a sweet soul. I know he means well and he's he wants to he's had a bad experience with his previous relationship and it was almost like a reflection of what's going on now. It's like he's looking in the mirror and seeing the same exact situation being played out with his ex-wife and having a baby and her disappearing and not coming back. So I hope that, um, you know, for the baby's sake that Ari just keeps in contact with Binyam if anything happens or, you know, I just, I just, sadly, I don't see it. I see that if Ari does run to the States and disappear, it's not like Binyam's going to have the money to fight for his son. Yeah. I mean, and if it doesn't work out, as long as they stayed open and they had like, you know, they could video until they could figure out some kind of visitation schedule. As long as they stayed civil and kind of open and she didn't like run away with the baby, which they made it sound like that's what happened with the first wife. But then again, 90 day, you never really know what the hell's really going on. So I try to take everything with a grain of salt because it is the end of the day television. We kind of just jumped ahead well I kind of got excited and I was like I really want to talk about Binyam and Ari but I kind of just jumped over Kenneth's and Armando's um, episode so I felt I feel like I'm always saying I felt really uncomfortable in every situation that that's being shown here but truly when they when Armando and Kenneth arrived at um, Armando's home and there was oh yeah a circle of people waiting on him it was so nerve-wracking for me I I was like my heart was beating I was kind of like please accept them please make it all you know please just just have everything turn out well because I love these two so much and I feel like they have such a compelling story you know and and who who doesn't love these two I mean except for you know Kenneth not liking guacamole in Mexico. I mean, <laughs> that kind of did it in for me. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, they're great. They're great. They're just so authentic and normal. And which I think at times you're just kind of like, all right, that's nice because this is how we've been conditioned to expect things from the show. So, like, I'm like, I want to see, like, if Angela's not screaming at somebody, I'm not that interested. But I will say, I love them. Like, when it comes down to, like, real things, I'm like, oh, but that bonfire, man, that was, that was rough. That was rough stuff. I was, like, so uncomfortable for them, and it was so awkward, and everyone looked like Armando. Like, they all just, like, all these women just looked like the same. I was like, those are some strong jeans. I was like, wow, and Armando is a good-looking guy, too. I'm like, yeah. you know, a lot, and my friend was like, wait, wait, I would totally date him. I was like, well he's not going to date you girl. Cause you know, he's not really into <laughs> girls. So um, yeah. I, I felt just, I felt for him, but I was happy that um, his father came and wished him well and said goodbye. He had his glasses on, but he did <laughs> come out and, and say bye. But um, I don't know. I hope, I hope they give Kenneth the opportunity, you know, to be a part of the family and to get to know him. Cause it must have been really weird. And all this time, oh. you know, Kenneth is like pushing Armando to, are you, you're, you're taking off your ring? You're, you know, are you going to tell him we're engaged? And do you think that he kind of 
I guess, changed his mind after witnessing these people's faces and the look on everybody's faces was just like shocked. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he knew what the deal was. He knew that they were uncomfortable. I guess he's been lucky to like not have to face that as much because his family sounded pretty accepting. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's baby steps. His parent, you know, his parents aren't like never speaking to him again. Like if that's how they're handling it, okay. You know, maybe it's going to mm-hmm. take them longer to come around. We'll see how happy Hannah is. And, you know, I mean, Kenneth can't talk to them. Maybe he should have gotten a little, uh, you know, even like the Google Translator app that, um, that Devin and Jihoon had would have made it funny. But <laughs> they should have had something. Like, he couldn't even say anything. So I don't know what his game plan was. Like, I need to meet your family and they need to accept me. But I can only say hola. Like, no. okay, oh. well, that's going to be weird. So now they're just going to stare at you as like, this is my gay potential husband. Now it's just crickets and everyone's looking at each other. And he's, no, like, like, at least... he's like, hola, mucho gusto. <laughs> and you learn mucho gusto in the car. I'm from Florida originally. I don't know as a Floridian how he hasn't learned more Spanish than hola and mucho gusto in the car. I'm just saying. I know. And a lot of people are, 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 say, are bashing him for that. Like, Kenneth, <laughs> you should know better than to, to go meet your potential husband's family and learn only to say hello. Yeah, and again, maybe for television, maybe they totally cut out, like, a portion of him, like, going on and on, but I don't really think so. I think he kind of put it out there, like, even Mucho Gusto, he's kind of mounted in the car, like, trying not to forget it. So, okay, Kenneth, like, what did you think was going to happen? His dad's already uncomfortable with this, and now you can't even talk to him, so you're just going to stand there, like, waving. So this is just, I think he kind of set himself up for that. It was, like, poor planning. On his part, but then also he's gonna live with Hannah and he yeah. can't talk to her either. But Hannah's acceptance was, I think, made made it all. I mean, she she was so sweet, you know. They introduced each other to her, uh, right? They said, this, Yeah, this is going to be your other dad, and we're getting married. This is my ring. And she, I guess she just kind of sealed the deal for him and said, you know what, nobody else really matters except for this little human right here and all she wants is for us to never separate yeah she's super cute that was like very touching and he um definitely I feel like they probably have had multiple conversations about that because clearly she's going to move far away from her family knew that you know so she probably he probably warmed her up to the whole thing and the whole idea but it was really nice I mean at least you know that is what matters at the end of the day it's a hard thing I just felt like they they were leaving and they were never going to come back again. Yeah, they were going four hours away. And um, if we were back in Florida, that would be approximately how far away Kenny lived from my house. <laughs> so that's not really, I don't know. I mean, they'll see them again. It is sad, though, because they said, like, because of the tragedy with her mother, mm-hmm. she was so close to her family. And then she had a bunch of, you know, cousins that looked like they grew up, like, right all together in the little compounds that they mm-hmm. live in down the street so I'm sure that is it's always hard and when you're a little kid you know that's like everything seems so much bigger yeah yeah what, so, what a sweet girl Hannah was I'm gonna yeah. jump right over to other little girls and talk a little bit about Devin Jihoon and Drusilla oh boy <laughs> it seemed like they were doing 
good, right? They got a new apartment. He's got the room set up. It seemed like he was A++, I guess you could say, with Devin. Um, I I can't really complain. I mean, she can't really complain at that point. What You know, Jehoon seems to be doing okay. I mean, he was wearing Drusilla's slippers, it looked like. But also, <laughs> I can't understand that, like, you know, they got enough on their plate. They had to get puppy. Did they oh. really need to get a puppy? What was with the puppy? You know what? I was a little afraid. I saw the puppy on um, Drusilla's lap and she was petting him. And I was like, please don't kill him. Please don't kill him. <laughs> I, feel like the, I feel like the parents got them the puppy as like an offering because they didn't want anything to happen to the poodle. Like they were like, we will sacrifice this poor puppy because we don't want you to hurt our purse poodle. And they're just like, please, Bucky, no, we love you too much. <laughs> so that was a new puppy that they got, right? Not, yeah. not the little poodle. Okay. Yeah. No, I was like, the poodle is safe. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, like if you're going to, if you're struggling on paying your rent and food on the table and here you are getting a dog. Yeah. And I was just having this conversation today too. Like a puppy is different than a dog too. Like a puppy is like, another baby like you have to train them they're having accidents they like you know ruin things i mean babies don't chew things up okay but puppies do <laughs> eat your slippers <laughs> eat your 13 year old girl slippers and <laughs> you know it's a it's another stressor and i feel like they already have a lot of stressors and that was probably not a good move and then i don't know why Devin was like stomping all over the rug in the bathtub yeah that was pretty weird oh you know what i think it was um the puppy made a pee-pee on the rug and she was like why can't we just get another one and i guess jihoon is like you could just wash it you know i i, I can't like, afford another rug no spot spot treating like, right you gotta like, gotta pull like uh i love lucy like in the grapes like stomping <laughs> on it in the bed like what was that that was so weird she was like i saw this on youtube i'm gonna try it out i'm gonna be a good wife and i was like yeah, you're right. Why don't you just spot treat a pee stain or, you know, why, why throw the whole thing in a, in a bathtub and contaminate the whole entire thing? Yeah. And then like, where are you putting that to draw? I don't know. It was, it was a little silly. And then of course he had to go to his tagline about his, his anal being clean because oh, that's his favorite. Uh, see, and I feel like that's a perfect example of like production being like, uh, let's just maybe mention the anal. That was funny the first time. <laughs> Let's go with that. You guys have nothing else to say today. So go ahead. <laughs> the one thing that he wanted and, and needed and, and was asking for was a bidet. And he kept saying that, I need that. I, I can't live without it. And she's like, you did could they, just use paper. Didn't they show something in the quarantine episodes? Didn't they have something where like they had a bidet attachment where like it was like a hose that attaches to your toilet or your shower for that very purpose? I, I, I do remember seeing that, yeah. Yeah, like, all right, there's your perfect compromise. Yeah. Lot just, less, still efficient. Get a shower head. I mean, just get in the shower. <laughs> just squat. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, I feel like that's like, they're like, we have nothing else to talk about. Let's talk about the bidet again. <laughs> you know, a little um, social media drama with Drusilla. Um, Devin states that the show caused trauma uh, and gave Drusilla an eating disorder. 
Did you hear about that? That's what, yeah, that's exactly what she says. So now Devin is claiming that the show is giving her daughter an eating disorder and just she's having problems. I mean, it's looking like Devin is, is working her way to a, um, you know, hoping to get a lawsuit and get some money from TLC. Oh my God. I don't know. I didn't hear about that until today too. A lot of the other bloggers are not big fans of Devin because it seems like she keeps changing her story. A lot of people are catching her in lies, saying one thing and then saying another. I mean, if you're going to lie, write it down. (laughs) Keep it straight. (laughs) Keep it straight. Write it down. I don't know. I mean, if she's saying that the show gave her an eating disorder, because I've seen her online saying, or people posting about, like, I don't I don't think I follow her, but I think um, just seeing other people post things with her um, saying, like, how mean everybody is about Drusilla. And honestly, I see that, too. And I think, like, you know, every now and then, like, obviously, they got the kids sitting there with chopsticks in her toes. I mean, that is funny. And obviously, she's a little wild. And I mean, I think a little comment here or there in a cheeky way is okay. But when you go, these people get crazy. And I've seen mm-hmm. posts that um, Alicia had made and Devin about people sending death threats and people being like, really nasty. I mean, that's, that's beyond. That is insane. I don't know who would do that. Who has the time in the day, the capacity to do that? I don't really understand an adult doing that. But um, if she's facing trauma, what would the trauma be? Would the trauma be from like, filming like the grueling hours of filming like then mm-hmm. that's your job as a parent to get a babysitter and decide this isn't for my child I'm going to not have them film because mm-hmm. there are plenty of people like Darcy and Stacy for example you never hear or see anything about Stacy's kids yeah and that's she keeps them out of it so if that's you know as a parent if this is stressing out your kid then you just don't have your kid do it so exactly. or, or you just don't kinda, do the show you don't do the show at all Right. And if she says that she has a contract, well, I don't, I wouldn't see how any, anybody would say, well, your daughter's, it's a package. This isn't teen mom too. Like your daughter is not a package deal. Mm-hmm. Like you probably could just say, oh, you're still is off playing with the 1 million friends she made in Korea yeah. today. She's busy, <laughs> you know, and we'll all be like, great. Hope the puppy's okay. But at the same time, it's fine. Like, just don't film with her if she's stressed out and having an eating disorder. Isn't she three? Yeah, she could be at okay. least four, maybe. She's like know. maybe four. So four. an eating disorder? I mean, I could say that my son also has an eating disorder because all he eats is cheese, maybe like two cubes <laughs> a day. I, I don't know. I think she kind of like gets a little carried away sometimes. Exactly. But like, I hope everything's okay with Drusilla, of course, obviously. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. But yeah, toddlers are just picky eaters, period. I mean, my my daughter today just all she wants is just apples you know and that's that's it so like, but, but then tomorrow she might not look at one is the funny part like yeah. tomorrow is like no apples no way i know that's how my son is it's like what works one day doesn't work another day so okay. i just tend to think she's a little drama and mm-hmm. maybe i i hope she is okay but maybe she's just hyping it up and yeah. you know yeah, I mean, production did, I mean, allegedly say that they had a hard time um, filming while Drusilla was around because she was so wild. 
So there was, there was somebody who worked um, for TLC and while they were filming, you know, she was kind of telling everybody like, you know, this Drusilla is, is, is a wild child and Devin can't control her. And we had such a hard time filming because the kid would, for example, run out into the street and just out of the blue, you know, so how scary is that as, as a person who works for TLC and seeing like, you know, Drusilla going crazy and wild and running into the street and, you, you kind of have to feel like you're responsible. You're like the babysitter at that point. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. And, and it is hard. I mean, and when you think about it too, she was also like 19 when she had her, she's so young, Devin. And yeah, I is. mean, she's a single mom, she's working and you know, she doesn't seem like a strict disciplinarian by any sense of the word. So I'm sure Drusilla yeah. is just kind of doing her thing and whatever, you know, some kids are harder than others. Yeah. So yeah, some of them make you look good and some of them make you look really bad. And sometimes it's, you know, a little bit on both ends. Yeah, it, so. it's tough. It's tough to have um, to have a, a kid that's wild, you know. Thank God my, my baby girl is, um, she has her moments for sure. But, you know, most of the time she's, she's okay. I, I, I guess, you know, she's manageable, but these days, you know, we work for, we work for our kids. If they're toddlers, it's like we work for them and they tell us what to do. So. Totally. <laughs> I hear that. We're, we're going to move along to Tim and May Lisa. We bum, have bum, to. Bum. <laughs> yeah. I know everybody's like, I just fast forward through them. I don't even bother paying attention to them. I mean, why are these two even together? Why, why, why is the best question? Why is anything with them? It's like, why, you know, they were like a last minute add on. Um, and they were kind of like that, like pack of gum you grab at the grocery store when you're like in line as a last minute idea. And then you're like, this flavor was weird and bad. I don't know why I picked it. Like, I don't know why they made it on the show and they came in late and they were really uninteresting. Seemed like an open and shut case. He cheated. She's pissed off. She lives in another country. Can we just be done? Right. But- I mean, she did say like, okay, you know what? Like I had a, um, an entanglement with somebody um, while we were broken up and, um, you know, cheat stick, cheese stick. He's like, oh, how dare you jump down my throat and make me feel guilty and make me go see a therapist. And, you know, meanwhile, you're doing the same thing. But um, she was broken up, you know, she was broken up. What are your feelings and thoughts on that? I mean, if you're broken up, are you free to just have a couple of new dicks? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it's like that Friends, Ross and Rachel, we were on a break. I think it was kind of that like whole scenario. Like, I don't think she's wrong. However, she said it ended a month ago and here he is sitting there and he's been there for a week on my television. So maybe two. So I think maybe he definitely had the plane ticket by then. So it was a little sketchy then because clearly they were trying to work it out. So that's where I think it becomes a little bit of a tangled web. Other than that, sure, go do your thing. Go live your life. Go have your revenge relations or whatever you're looking to do. I don't think she expected Tim to buy a plane ticket and to be there because it almost seemed like her, she ended her relationship a month ago it was kind of like an oh shit moment like holy crap this guy's coming back and he's actually going to be here and he's really moving here so um goodbye 
it kind of just seems like she wants to torture him any way possible. Like, I don't even think she really likes him. I think she's just like, yeah, move here. And then I'll tell you this, bam, then you're going to cry. And <laughs> like, she didn't even look that upset. She just always has that like total resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. And she has beautiful hair. I always like to say something nice. For every negative, there's a positive. She has gorgeous hair. Um, yes. But yeah, the resting bitch face. So even when she was talking about the relationship, she's like, it was sexual, yes. She just looked like she was like pissed. I don't do you know. Think, do you think like her facial expression changes when she's actually having sex? Do you think like she? <laughs> do you... I don't think so. I really don't. I think she's probably like, this is all right by me. <laughs> like <laughs> in the throes of passion. You're doing great. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but you still cheated, and I'm not forgetting that. Oh my gosh. You have been a pleasure to have on, and I really do hope that you come back on and, and give our listeners just a little bit of that Erica Schmerka on IG, you know. Um, Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. That wraps up our show. Thank you so much for joining us today, and a special thank you to Erica from official Erica Schmerka. Um, Erica, tell me a little bit about your IG, what is that about? And what do you do? And what is this Facebook live thing that you, that you do? I, I got to get on it. So, yeah. So, um, my Instagram is an extension of my blog. I actually have like a reality blog that I started, um, over the past year. That's, uh, which is, um, my recaps, which are ridiculous. Um, I do 90 day and a few other shows can't help myself how to do Darcy and Stacey, but I do a few other shows too. And, um, yeah. And then over on Facebook, I do a live every Tuesday night at 9 30 um, PM Eastern time, which is a lot of fun. And we just joke and have a really good time and, you know, laugh about all of the ridiculous things on our favorite show. Oh, well, I got to tune in because I didn't even know that you did that. So <laughs> I know I'm really it. bad about posting about it on Instagram, but I definitely will remind you next time you'll have to come join us because it's really a lot of fun. For sure. And everybody gets to see your pretty face. So it's a win-win. That wraps up our show. Thank you so much for listening.